This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Let me just read this to you. Philippians chapter 4. It will be up on the screen behind me, verse 4 through 7. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Anybody an underliner? <laughs> and I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, this morning we just want to make much of the name of Jesus. Lord, we want to lift his name high. We want to shout from the rooftops that we have been saved, redeemed, set free, all because of the work of the cross. Father, nothing that we could do, no way that we could attain or achieve, but Father, only through faith in your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, as we've had that moment in our lives that we've said sorry for the sin in our lives, and we've put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, that we are able to be here this morning and worship you. That's a privilege, Lord, beyond words, beyond measure, that pearl beyond price, that, Father, you loved us while we were still enemies. The Bible says Christ died for us. And, Lord, I pray this morning that if there's anybody that doesn't yet know you as their Lord and Saviour, that, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would move, that lives might be changed. Father, you've worked over many years, I know, softening hearts, readying that field, that ploughed ground for the seed to settle and to grow. And Lord, our prayer as a church is that you will continue to do what you've done and that our hearts and our minds might be ready to what you've got to do through us. Again, Lord, we just pray that as we've read your word together that you will bless us, that you will speak through your word, speak through me, Lord that we might indeed just leave this place today in a position where we know we are saved, redeemed, set free. We are loved by the creator of the universe. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The title of my talk this morning is And Relax. And relax. So take a deep breath. Settle down in your nice comfy seat. And watch me stand up here, sweat. <laughs> I've thought whether I should share some things with you as a group, as a church. And I feel like it might be time. Let me just uh, set the scene a little bit. We've been in a mini-series over the past uh, four Sundays without any title. You may not have noticed, I've had a sermon series with no name. They once caught me riding through a desert 
on a horse with no name. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but this has been a, a, a title, a, a sermon series without a title. But here, we're at a point where over the past few weeks, we've come to this, I guess, this zenith. Oh, that's an impressive word. Thank you. We've come to this pinnacle, a culmination of thoughts that have gone through our head, thoughts from Scripture, things that we've put together to get us, as the Lord's got us now, to this point. On our daily walk with the Lord, there are things that we've allowed God to just ask the question, where are we? Where is my heart? Where is your heart? And just to refresh your thoughts, we started um, with faith. You remember Hebrews 11 verse 1, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Sure, assurance and absolute, absolute assurance and a hope in things that we can't yet see but we know. We are sure of all of what God has laid out for us. And then we looked at the vine and the branches. You remember John chapter 15. And how God is pruning us to help us to reach our fullest potential. Is that, am I allowed, is that a sentence I can string together? Our very God-given potential that God is helping us to reach that. And he's cutting bits off. That's not always nice as we understood, but rather it's also very necessary if we want to continue to grow in the Lord. And we then gave our thoughts to who is Lord of our lives. You'll remember not Psalm 16 and verse 3, but rather Proverbs 16 and verse 3. Some of you will be thinking, why is he saying Psalms? Started my sermon last week with, you'll remember we were in Psalm 16 verse 3. Nobody noticed. We weren't. We were in Proverbs the week before. <laughs> my mistake. Uh, but we, we looked then in Proverbs 16 and verse 3 and asked the question, who is Lord of our lives? And then last week, we camped out in Joshua chapter 7 and made sure that we were sticking to the path. We were making sure that we were doing what the Lord had called us to do. We weren't taking our eyes off of him and thinking, look at what we've done. Look at what we've achieved. And then stepping into the next thing and getting defeated and wondering what's gone off. But rather, we were looking to the Lord. And that's what the Lord challenged us with, to keep our head and our minds set on things above, keeping our eyes on him, the Lord Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter, the author and finisher of our faith. And if you've missed any of them, they're all available to download. Some of the sound is not great on a few of them because we had a sound card issue for a couple of weeks. But we worked that out. Alistair worked that out. Um, but And also you can download them from Apple, would you believe, um, for podcasts. But this week... We finish this untitled series with and relax. And as I've already read for you, Philippians 4, verse 4 through 17. And it's such a beautiful part of Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. As he's drawing to a close in his letter, he's just pouring out wisdom, words that God is giving to him that bring peace and calm to a world that is in chaos. Anybody notice that? But the words that Paul has penned here allow us to just think a little bit deeper, to think a little bit past what we see and understand that there is a God who is in control. And something struck me about this section when I was reading it. 
All these things that we've thought on and that we've looked at over the past few weeks are paramount on our day-to-day walk with the Lord. And, and I guess him then helping us as we work out our salvation and we grow in him. But I believe at some point, and today is the day, as far as I can see, for me anyway, that we have to relax and to breathe. So much is thrown at us when you come on a Sunday morning. You are told to stand and worship. You're told to sit down and not worship. You're told to stand again and worship. And so much is sort of at us that we forget sometimes to just breathe. You know, you, you come along on a Sunday and perhaps it's nice to get together and to say hello to those people that you might not have seen for a few days. And that's great. But there's so much more to it than that. We're here to have our minds set on things above, to remember what he's done for us, to worship collectively, and to listen to what God's got to say to us. Um, And believe me when I say this, I don't ever stand here and not get preached to. I've already had this. The Lord's knocked on my heart and said, Matt, are you listening? So don't ever think, oh, it's all right for you. You're that side of the, uh, the platform platform when did we get one of them you're that side so it's okay for you but rather we have to sit here and listen to your dulcet tones (laughs) but as I thought about those verses that that Paul has written Psalm 46 10 comes to mind be still and know that I am God be still and know that I am God and if I have to relax and I have to breathe and I have to take a moment then really naturally my mind takes me to Psalm 46:10. that's where God takes me every single time when I sit down and I actually block out the noise and I put my phone down just for a minute and I just push it to one side and I have a moment the Lord takes me to Psalm 46:10 every time be still and know And I'll tell you now, I'll share my story with you, our story with you. Um, Please don't think we're balmy. (laughs) I lay myself out before you now. No abuse, okay? My my wife and I, and our two lovely children, you might have met them. um, Over the past few weeks and months, the Lord has been knocking on our heart. And I preached a few months ago about comfort. I preached a few months ago about being open-handed. I preached a few months ago about living life to the fullest of what God's called us to do. Now, Paul tells us, the Bible tells us, be careful what you preach. And that's why I say to you that at no point when I preach has the Lord not already brought it to me. Um. And with that said, we found ourselves in a position where all of us, I guess, at some point, we start to just look. And the Lord has taken us on a journey which I I can't even begin to tell you. Um, To even think that we're part of a church here in Gainsborough is beyond my wildest thoughts or imaginations. If the Lord had told me this is what was going to happen, we most likely would have run in the opposite direction and got swallowed by a big fish. (laughs) But here we are, and, and we're, we're in a position where we thought to ourselves, you know, we are, and I mentioned this in one of my talks, and, and again, this is how it works, that we are 
comfortable in our discomfort. What do I mean by that? That we live every day because we have to do what we have to do. Um, and we went away on holiday after having a chat about things and the way that things are and how we can maybe um, allow God to, to do something perhaps that we, I guess, have no idea about what the Lord can do. We went away on holiday and when we came back, it was absolutely obvious that the only thing that we could do if we wanted to spend more time at Hope Church, more time building the church here in Gainsborough, then something has to change. So with that said, if you've jumped onto Rightmove, um, you'll be able to see that our house is up for sale. This is not an advert to say, please buy our house. But rather, it's an open-handed honesty with you. Um, we're, as we can understand, not going anywhere. The Lord's not taking us elsewhere. But rather, he is um, helping us to realize that we are to live in such a, uh, such a position, as the Lord has called us to, where we are fully reliant on God. Um, what does that mean? I have no idea. What does it look like? I have no idea. But what I do know is that over the past nine years as we've been in Hope Church, the last 12 years that we've been married, um, the last... 14 years that we've been together, is that for whatever reason, the Lord has taken us on a journey where unless we are fully reliant on him, we get completely comfortable in discomfort. We've seen it a few times over our um, married life and over the church life where you have to just, Matthew, you're not listening. You're preaching it, but you're not listening. Preach open-handed, live open-handed. Um, so we are aiming to be, um, and this is where I, I don't want judgment, we're aiming to be homeless. Now, bear with me. We are putting our house up for sale, and we have no idea where we're going in the sense of around the local area. We're sure we'll be somewhere close to Gainsborough. But what we're absolutely certain of is that God has something planned, okay? Absolutely concrete, certain. And remember that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So we are sure that God has got something. Now, I tell you that, and we tell you that. We wanted to tell everybody together, really, but we've, a few uh, dribs and drabs, we've let people know that this is what's happening. Um, so really, all I want you to do is, is pray. That's all I'd like you to do. That's all we'd like you to do, is pray about the situation. Um, we are expecting that God is going to do something. We know that church is in a position where it's at this, it's a tipping point all the time with church. It gets to a particular stage and then something has to change. And so often with the nine years that we've been involved in this church, it, God has, has um, been gracious enough to let me know what it is that needs to happen. And this time, for the first time, it's got nothing to do with church and everything to do with us. Um, and we need to step out. So we're going to do that, um, and we're expectant that things are going to change um, in our situation and our circumstance, but then with that, that if we're faithful as a church and we continue to step out into what the Lord's got us to do, then he will do the rest. We've seen him do it before, and he will do it again. So we're going to stand firm on those promises. So Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. You see, he says to us in the still and the silence, listen to what he says, be still and know that I am God. Listen to it again. Be still and know that I am God. Listen to it again. Be still and know that I am God. Now I sit there and I go, yeah, but I reckon 
If I do this, this, and this, that'll get to the end result that I'm after a little bit quicker than perhaps you're going to do it, God. And he says, Matthew, listen, <laughs> be still and know that I am God. You're not in charge. And that's the same for you. Be still and know that I am God. Because if you're anything like me, I, I give it to God and then I take it back. I hand it over and then I pull it back like it's attached with elastic. So I feel like this time he said, <laughs> you hand it over and then you've got nothing to take back. That'll do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Lord, we're listening. And what we want to do as a church, we want to be in a position, we want to be a people that know and love the Lord, yes, but that we are walking with him every single day. I don't just come to church and say, I'm a Christian because I go to church on a Sunday. I'm a Christian because I know and love the Lord. Everything that we do is centered around him. That's what we want to be, isn't it? Disciples, adherence to God, God's word, living out his word in our daily walk and drawing people to Christ as we share the gospel and as we are the good news, as we bring the good news about Jesus Christ. So we give it to the Lord and we leave it with the Lord. We forget to sit so often and trust. And Paul writes down, he says, don't be anxious. Just take it to God. Leave it there. And if we do then, and, and you've read as I do, verse well, 6 and 7, you read them together as though they are together. But I separate them. Anybody else do that? Let me, let me tell you that you do. You do indeed do that. I'll tell you why. Because do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So God, here you go. Here's everything. And I leave it there. And if we do that, which I would argue most of us don't, but if we do actually do that, verse 7 then applies. Because if we don't do it, if we take it back, verse 7 doesn't apply. Let me tell you why. Because it says this, And the peace of God, which passes or transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. But the problem is, you see, is what happens with verse 6 is, I take it back and I spiral. Anybody else good at spiraling? Till I get down to this point where nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, God's turned his back on me. Anybody else do this? It's just me. It's like, what on earth is happening? And he says, Matt, you took it back. I wrote verse 7 for you. But if you don't put verse 6 into action, verse 7 never becomes apparent. It never becomes real for you. And you go, well, I don't know what this peace is because all I'm doing is worrying about tomorrow. And I am one of the best worriers. It's a gift. <laughs> he says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving... Present your requests to God. Give them to him. And then, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We give it to God and we leave it there. And then verse 7 becomes very real. But until we leave it, we will not experience it. Until we leave it with him, we will not grasp it. Until we leave it there, we will not know 
that peace that passes all understanding. We will not know it to its fullest potential. Now, I've said enough. It's my turn as well, like you, to relax and to breathe and to pause. So with that said, I've got uh, a, a little media, which some of you have seen, which is about the prayer or surrounded around the prayer of serenity, which is written by a chap called, I'll try and pronounce his name right, Reinhold Niebuhr. Um, he was an American theologian. He wrote it in the 1950s. But let's just see what this has got to say to us this morning. God. I'm right here. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Hang on. Mm -hmm. You pray this prayer a lot. I love this prayer. It's a great prayer. It's one of my favorite prayers. Yeah. Top 10. Really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you really understand it. Oh, I, I do. I don't know that you do. Oh, I do. I really do. I understand the prayer. Yes, yes. Okay, that's pride, and we'll deal with that later. Um, <laughs> but I, I want right now to just slow down, and let's really think about what you're praying. Slow down. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> God, grant me the serenity to accept the things okay, I cannot Okay, hold on. Change. Yeah. Do you even know what serenity is? Yes, I know what serenity is. Yes, it's the... It's the act of, of serening, you know, it's, it's, it's serene IT, it's serene, you know what, he was a knight in King Arthur's court, he was, he was serenity, and, and he was there, and he was kind of the tranquil nice knight, you know, and then one time Lancelot and King Arthur are about to do fisticuffs over Guinevere, you know, and, and he had enough, but he just said, serenity now, serenity now, you know, and. Everybody thought he was talking about himself, but he was really just stating the philosophy of life, which we now use in this prayer. So hashtag serenity now. So you don't know what it means? Nary a clue. Serenity. It is the absence of chaos it is a hush a pause a hush a pause I like that I want that for you I want that for me too good God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change things hush like, mm -hmm. pause yes <laughs> you've already negated the prayer how, how have I negated the prayer because you're saying something you don't really mean. No, I do mean that. I mean that. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You don't. How? Think about it. You are always in the mix of things, constantly trying to... Direct. Manipulate. Direct. Manipulate. I think we should use the word direct. <laughs> you cannot manipulate me. Listen, I just want you to accept the simple fact that there are things in life that are beyond your control. Right. If I'm just to be honest with you, God, I think I, I like being in the mix of things. I like being in the middle of things even if I shouldn't. I guess it gives me some significance in some sick, twisted way. And... Uh, 
I were to turn it all over to you, I don't know what you're gonna do with it and I don't even know if you're gonna include me in it. <laughs> but I know, I know, I just need to trust you and there's, just believe and trust that there's nothing that you would not give me that uh, I could not handle. No, uh-uh. What? Yeah, I never said that. No, but you said. No, 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 no. I get misquoted so much. Um, <laughs> see, what I said was that there will not be a temptation to overcome you that you can't handle. As long as we're talking about this kind of stuff, can I just tell you something? When I close a door, I don't open a window, all right? That is just weird, all right? If I don't want you to go outside, I'm not going to give you another way to go outside, all right? Listen, this life, sometimes it's really going to be tough. And there are going to be things that come at you that you cannot bear. But nothing will ever come at you that I cannot bear. Thank you. I like this, this, this hush, this pause. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the- Hush, huh? pause. Yes? Let's talk about those things that you can do something about. See, my Holy Spirit has prompted you to do some things and you haven't done them. <laughs> okay, in, in my defense, all right, if we're to look at all the things that I directly manipulate, all right, and then we see that the time that I have left, it's not a lot. I mean, there are just things that I gotta do in life just to get things done, okay? This has just been a really busy season of life, that's, all right? That's an excuse. Okay, well, here's not an excuse, all right? Your word says to get wisdom from other people, and if I'm gonna do my dreams and my visions that you want me to carry out and do, I need to get wise counsel before I take a step of faith and do them. Okay, but you're using that as an excuse. It's not my fault. That's an excuse. I'm terrified. That's it. I'm just... I'm just terrified. I know what I've done. I know the mess that I've made of my own life. And I know what it's like to fall on my face and then, and then to think that I'm gonna step out in faith for you to even attempt to do one of those dreams for you and, and to use the DNA that you've created inside me and take a step of faith. I don't wanna fail and I don't wanna fall. I have picked you up every time you've fallen. Every time. And I will continue to pick you up. I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and self-control. I want you to live out of that. I know. I just need to let go and let... Me. Yes. <laughs> it's a really good phrase. It is. 
just so hard to do. I know. God, I'm so afraid. I don't want you to be afraid. Trust me. Hear me. That's how we're going to deal with your fear. That's where you'll get your wisdom. And wait on my timing. Don't get ahead of me and don't lag behind me. But you wait on me. That's when you're going to mount up with wings of eagles. And you are not going to crawl through this life anymore. But you're going to start running. My child, you're going to run. You're going to run and you're not even going to get tired because you're not running by your own strength. You're running with my strength. That's the way to truly live life. And when you do that, you know what? I can do all things through you who gives me strength. Yes. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change Courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. <laughs> aren't you going to do the whole, aren't you going to do the whole hush pause thing right here, God? No. No, you're starting to understand how precious life is. Sure, I'm trying, God. Ever since I said yes to you, ever since I've realized what the cross is all about, I'm so thankful. I, I, I try to savor every day, every breath that I, that I live on this earth, and I'm so thankful for the yeses that you've given to, allowed me to have all the yeses. Thank you, God, for the yeses. And God, I'd be remiss not to thank you for the trials and the tribulations, the times that I've fallen on my face, oh, the times that just that you've turned just beauty out of chaos, God. I'd be remiss not to say thank you because the hardships have led me to a pathway of peace. But God, this world, Hush. oh, huh? Pause. Yes. <laughs> this world, like my son, I want you to accept the sinful world as it is, not as you would have it be, and trust that I will make things right. I surrender to your will. Right. Living one... Hush. Mm -hmm. Pause. Yes. <laughs> surrender. Yep. Surrender. Yeah. Surrender. Can. I can't. I can. I am not. I am. I am the great I am. Don't forget that. I don't know how. I don't know how. Let me teach you the unforced rhythms of my grace. Oh, my child. You're living this life with a clenched fist. Inside of you is this hurt child who keeps building up walls because you don't want to hurt again. 
And just as a child holds on tight to something that it's afraid to let go of, you are holding on to your hurts and your hang-ups and your habits. And you will never overcome them by white-knuckling them. This life that I gave you to live was not meant to be lived with a clenched fist, but with an open palm. Surrender. I surrender. I will trust you with all my heart. I will lean not on my own understanding. In all my ways, I will acknowledge you. And I'll just trust that you're gonna direct my path. That I may be reasonably happy in this, Hush. huh? Pause. Yes. Now, let's say the prayer together. God, God grant, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, Accepting the hardships as a pathway to peace. Taking as you see it, sinful world, not as I would have it. Trusting that he would make all things right if I surrendered to his will. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.